All right. You may have seen when you've signed into your Netflix account recently, uh, a little pop up asking you where you are located. This is part of Netflix's big crackdown on password sharing. Obviously, if you're sharing your password amongst a bunch of different accounts, then it's less accounts registered for Netflix, less money for them. So they're cracking down in order to try to get some of those people that have been sharing accounts to just purchase their own. But is it going to have the opposite effect? We're going to get into it right now with our next guest, who's an associate professor in the Faculty of Environmental and Urban Change and in the graduate program in science and technology at York Universities. Heen Birch is joining the show. Uh, Dr. Birch, good morning. Thanks so much for being on. Uh, thank you very much for having me on the show. So this is all part of Netflix trying to reduce password sharing. You've likely seen that pop up. I know a lot of people have been talking about it. Um, what is what is the ultimate goal here by Netflix? Is it as simple as trying to then get people that are password sharing to try to purchase their own accounts? Uh, yeah, I think so. They've, uh, Netflix has faced a, a kind of, as they self-described it, a kind of bumpy year last year. So... They've seen uh, users uh, user numbers sort of stagnate. There aren't more more people joining the uh, the service, uh, and so what they're trying to do is um, uh, find ways of generating revenues that uh, doesn't entail recruiting more users. And so that means, you know, working out how to get people who aren't who are you know currently sharing, get, getting them uh, to to pay for accessing Netflix. Which is a, a nice lofty goal, but when you're kicked off of a platform and you have multiple other options, uh, what's the likelihood that those people that were password sharing are going to decide to sign up and pay for Netflix? I mean, is Netflix offering the same kind of premium content that other streaming services are offering that's making them attractive to do that? Or do you think that people are just going to say, okay, I'm out, I'm gone? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's uh, that's the, you know, whatever the, the 64 thousand dollar question or whatever uh, it's called uh, um i think it like i said in the the article i wrote for the global mail i think it's a kind of self-defeating they potentially you know enter a self-defeating cycle with uh, raising subscription fees um you know their focus more recently seems to have been kind of short-term hits so getting getting users in getting them watching big shows and getting them to complete watching those big shows within a very short space of time. So binging, essentially, you know, we're all getting used to binge watching nowadays. Um, but the problem with that is that, uh, you know, if you're enjoying a show and you don't have the time to watch it in that first kind of month period, and that's what the, you know, what the data analytics are looking at, that first first month viewing figures, uh, you know, you don't have time to do that in that first month, your show gets cancelled and then that becomes a little bit irritating, annoying, and so as more and more shows get cancelled and they raise subscription fees, it becomes much more tempting just to be, yeah, just to drop it and leave. Uh, and I think that, um, it, it, so the response to the article I wrote has shown that uh, people are getting frustrated and annoying with uh, Netflix, so there's a good possibility that it will, you know, will lead to uh, yeah, hitting their bottom line, basically. Yeah, I mean, Netflix was the streaming service for a really long time. I mean, it really dominated. But now there are so many other different platforms that people can use and that people do use. And none of these other streaming services are doing something similar to Netflix, right, when it comes to cracking down on password sharing. What does that look like in terms of other offerings? Yeah, so I think that uh, other services, are, are, they may follow Netflix. And as you said, Netflix is a pioneer here. But I think sometimes the pioneers in a, in a market face, you know, they face the first kind of big problems when, when they happen. And I think Netflix has, uh, you know, got used to, maybe got too used to being dominant. It was, I think, up to six years ago, it uh, it was 
sort of 60% of the market. Uh, so, you know, a significant player. Now, uh, a lot more competitors are coming in, new streaming services, but also, uh, you know, existing conglomerates creating their own streaming services like Disney uh, or Amazon even, and um, uh, companies like Google create, you know, they've got a YouTube Prime, uh, premium, sorry, uh, and so on. So they have all these competitors now. Um, and I think one of the things that the competitors have that maybe Netflix doesn't is uh, some of the big ones, at least, like Disney and uh, Amazon, Google, you know, they can cross-subsidize because uh, they have other other business, um, you know, divisions and so on that can cross-subsidize their, their streaming services. So with Netflix, you know, if they keep keep the, uh, you know, current, current strategy then they risk, uh, yeah, they they, they risk um, losing out to their competitors and not being able to, um, uh, you know, cross subsidize from other you know, other revenue sources. Where do you see the future of streaming in general going? Because now we've seen, you know, some sort of desperate attempts, mm-hmm. even from Netflix, saying, "Well, we're going to incorporate commercials. If you want to pay a lower fee for your monthly subscription, you'll just have to wait through some commercials." It's it's looking more and more like what what cable essentially was. Yeah. Do you think that that's sort of the direction that it's ultimately going to go, and maybe stacking streaming services and in, in terms of bundles with others? Yeah, potentially. I think that um, what's What's interesting is looking at the wider picture as well. So the the costs of uh, streaming services, both, um, you know, both audio and visual, so, you know, Spotify and Netflix, you know, has gone up considerably over the last 20 years and, and faster than inflation. Um, and so we're all paying more for, for these kinds of uh, services. And so I think considering, you know, current cost of living uh, issues, crisis, uh, people are thinking seriously about what they can cut back on. So uh, there is a, you know, a risk that all the streaming services will face um, uh, cancellations and such like. But as you said, if, they, if some of them get together and start bundling, uh, then that's, you know, that's a possible strategy they, they might undertake. They might risk uh, anti-competitive kind of uh, issues with that, though, I think. Someone on our text line, as we're having this conversation, Keen is saying, uh, yeah, Netflix is going to fail soon, sniffing out that this is the beginning of the end. Do you think that this mel- this spells ultimate failure for the company? Not, well, that's hard. That's always hard to predict. I think right. um, so. And I'd hate to you know, bet, bet on it or predict it. I think that they... They are expecting cancellations. You can read the materials that they produce for their shareholders, and you can see that you know they say we expect cancellations, and we expect uh, you know people to, um, especially obviously there'll be cancellations from paying users, but then but they think that enough of the the, the, the kind of um, uh, people who are sharing accounts at the minute will sign up that uh, they will make up for any lost revenues from cancellations. Whether they are accurate or not, I think is. Uh, you know that will that will come to light in the next few months, um, and I think that from the reaction to to my article, at least, and you know, what I've seen in social media, I think that there's a lot of anger, frustration about this, and so in Canada, at least, and so I think it will be interesting to see how it, um, you know, whether they change change their tune when it comes to rolling out these subscription changes in the U.S., which they haven't done yet. Keaton, thank you so much for making the time this morning and for sharing your perspective on this. Before I let you go, I'm curious, do you still have a Netflix account? Uh, we do, yes. <laughs> we, have four, we have four accounts and uh, we have to kind of, you know, we're, we're thinking, are they, are they worth it? Do we, have the t- do we actually have the time to mm-hmm. sit through, uh, you know, watching various shows on four different accounts? And the other, some of the other accounts have other benefits, you know. 
Uh, and so there's a, we have to make this decision about what we're going to do. Yeah, it's kind of, but it's that hesitation of, of wanting to let go. I mean, I think if, you, if you're someone who's sharing a password and suddenly you're kicked off, it's easy to cut that cord. But if you're the, the main account holder, mm-hmm. you still have that sort of thought of, well, maybe something really good will come and maybe I, I do still <laughs> want to hang on to it for quite <laughs> for some time. Uh, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see where it's going to go. Dr. Birch, thank you so much for the time this morning. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me on.